Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mobcast. I'm your host, Connor Bland, and this week we're going to be talking with one of our prospective missionaries and get to know her a little bit, and please join us. So I'm here with Tui today, and she is one of our short-term missionaries, and uh, this is the first time that you and I have uh, ever gotten to really talk and get to know each other, so why don't you tell me a little bit, uh, a little bit about yourself and maybe what brought you to OC or to at least consider OC as maybe something for, for missions. Okay. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I live there. I coach high school soccer and across at Pacific University. I've been doing missions for about 20 years or so. I started out um, doing sports ministry in Kenya and then uh, traveling around from Kenya to Uganda and different places like that, uh, doing soccer camps and, and spreading the gospel through the use of sport. And then when I came home from two years of that, uh, someone asked me to set up a short-term missions trip for them. And so I've kind of been doing that ever since. People just come to me and say they want to do whatever kind of ministry, and then I set up a program for them and then take them and, and get them back safely. So so my passion is kind of, one, uh, showing people what missions can be, but two, I was born in Vietnam, so I came out here on Operation Lake, uh, Baby Lift in 1975, and I was adopted in Portland, and uh, through a very tumultuous uh, childhood, uh, I fell in love with sports. Okay. and. Um, through dealing with that childhood trauma, I learned that sports is kind of the talent that God gave me. And so I love showing people or helping people figure out what their talent is and how to use that for God. Yeah. And so that's kind of my passion. Um, I mentor a lot of kids and, and uh, uh, help them try to figure out what, what, what they're most passionate about and then how do we use that yeah. to further the kingdom. And so, okay. Um, yeah. That's kind of my love. My third love is actually training coaches on how to mentor kids and using okay. sports as a long-term vehicle to um, not only further them in sports, but further them as people and then further them as gospel people. Okay. So those are my three loves. Yeah. And, and so I, I get to enjoy those. <laughs> that's really great. So how did you get connected with, with OC? Jeff. Jeff, okay. Yeah, I met Jeff. <laughs> somewhere and <laughs> we've actually been talking for a year or so oh, wow. and, okay. um, I was going through some issues in my personal life and uh, mm. so I kept telling him I'll I'll get there as soon as I deal with everything <laughs> mm. and I finally got things kind of buttoned up Good. and so that's yeah. really great so, okay great well um so first off that's really that's really cool that's a that's a awesome uh testimony and kind of talking about just the the loves that um, and passions that God's given you and how to use those to further the kingdom. I think that's that's really awesome. So how for some of our listeners they're you know, they're at the point where they maybe haven't gone uh, or haven't done missions for 20 years and they're trying to figure out what it is that or how to know maybe what like that God's calling you into uh, into missions is do you have a story about maybe how uh, how you knew that God was kind of calling you into missions, or did it just kind of fall in your lap? Which sometimes that happens. I mean, for me, that's how it happened. But <laughs> well, that's kind of a twofold thing. Uh, okay. One, to me, if you are a Christian, you're already a missionary. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and missions is 
right across the table from you. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so we're all in missions. Okay. The, the question is, does God want you here in missions or does he want you somewhere else in missions? Right. And so I think we all forget that as Christians, we're supposed to be showing people who Christ is mm. uh, just in our everyday living. Yeah. And so um, how do we use our talents for God? So I, I met this lady. She was 90 years old. She wanted to go on a missions trip, and she's like, I, I don't have any skills. She mm. was a homemaker and then, you know, a wife, and she never went to the workforce. She never went mm. to college, and she's 90 years old. And, I, and so I sat with her, and I'm like, what do you love to do? Well, I, I only love to hold babies. <laughs> Okay, so she came to Kenya with us, and she sat in an orphanage and held babies for the whole time. That's great. And she sat and prayed with them, prayed over them, wow. and held them, and that's what she did for two weeks. Mm. And she came back like a totally new person. And so she started volunteering at the um, neonato at the hospital, mm -hmm. and so she would hold babies and pray for them. Wow. And that was now her ministry at 90 years old. Wow. So ministry can be anything you know we, yeah. we always kind of think that ministry has to be this big huge umbrella and we have to reach thousands of people right. she's reaching these little tiny babies yeah. and impacting their lives by yeah. praying for them you yeah. know and so it, you know to me ministry can be the smallest thing yeah. it can be a smile in the grocery line mm. it could be a crusade you know yeah. it, there's everything in between and god right. needs us all i mean he's you know God talks about, um, or Paul talks about how each member of the body is necessary, mm. you know, and so we're not all built to be these big crusaders. Mm. I'm not built that way. Okay, Absolutely. Right. I don't like to talk to people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's like, I'm a one-on-one -on -one or okay. a coach. You know, okay. I don't, I don't want to go and, and talk to thousands of people. Sure. That's not me. Sure. But what I am is a coach, mm. you know, and what I am is an encourager. Okay. And so you're encouraging someone that's a ministry yeah there's there's people who are prayer ministers mm -hmm. i have five people who are always praying for me and mm -hmm. that's their ministry they yeah. are praying for people that's and great. you know some of those ministries are far more in my opinion important yeah. Yeah. than being out in the limelight you know yeah. um so there's people that their ministries they have money and they fund things yeah you know so Ministry is a huge umbrella. Mm. Um, so people shouldn't think that what they do is not as important as someone else's sure. because everybody is necessary. Mm. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. Uh, that's Yeah, that's that's really great. And that, that is a good perspective that I think a lot of, um, a lot of, I think especially young people that have this idea of a missionary as somebody who always has to go overseas or somebody who has to go a, a far distance in order to really impact the kingdom of God and that's that's so true that it can be in your grocery line or just holding just holding babies like that's really that's and, really awesome and people need to remember that we're losing America yeah I mean the the statistics are horrendous I mean the mm -hmm. the next generation by the time that uh, the next generation is um, 18 20 they're saying that that generation will be 0.4 percent Christians wow. in America Wow. So more more missionaries are coming to America than mm. leaving America. Wow. So that tells you a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, so different areas of America are even, you know, are even worse than that 0.4%. Wow. And so missions now needs to be focused in your community and your family. You know, yeah. a lot of these kids have parents that have never been to church. Mm. You know, you've got friends that have never been to church. And yeah. so 
missions, I think, is becoming a little bit different than the traditional, we need to go out somewhere. Mm. Because a lot of the countries, third world countries, are having a huge movement for God. Mm -hmm. But America's dying. Yeah. And so hmm. we need to start rearranging our thought processes as far as missions. Yeah. Um, and that brings up a, a question. Um, for somebody like you mentioned that you're not a you're not a you're a more one on one or a coach person. So maybe and I'm I'm the same way. So if you were to be talking to, to anybody who maybe doesn't know where to start that process of of uh, I mean showing God in their community, what what do you think could be like a first step for somebody who's maybe really shy or a, a little nervous to go and maybe just straight up talk to somebody about God? Um. I would start with first a personality check, okay, uh, and then second a gifting check, okay, because um, a lot of those things will pinpoint. Okay, my I'm you know like for me, I'm on the spectrum of being almost off the chart introvert. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I've had to work at being able to talk to people. It's yeah. not. It's not. It doesn't come naturally naturally to me. Okay, um, and then my gifting is what I love, so I'm thankful for that. Um, mm -hmm. Some people's gifting is not necessarily what they love, mm -hmm. so how do you mesh the two would be the question. Yeah. Because sometimes, mm -hmm. like for me, I'm an introvert, but I keep get asked to speak a lot. Mm -hmm. So for me, those times that I have to speak, it's like, okay, Lord, I can mm -hmm. only do this with you because I do not want to get in front of these strangers and, right. <laughs> and speak. Right. Sure. You know, but God puts us in positions where he wants us to get whatever word he has out there. Mm -hmm. um, and so knowing what your own personality is and knowing what your giftings are and then how to circumvent in some cases okay. uh, your shyness or your yeah. introvert, yeah. <laughs> your introvertedness. Right. I, I don't know if that's a word. But, um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, so those things are, are very important, I think, mm. before you start even trying to figure out okay. what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and just to clarify, so you're probably referencing like Myers-Briggs and then yeah, maybe and like a Strengths Finder or yeah. something like that. Yeah, okay, there's some, gotcha. There's, uh, Myers-Briggs is great for uh, personality, but there, go to like, um, I think like Chuck Swindoll has one, uh, okay. a, a gifting one yeah. on his website. Okay, yeah. It's very good. Uh, okay. There's there's quite a few actually that are really good Christian-based ones. So okay. they, they do the, your gifting and, and a Christian Okay, atmosphere. yeah. No, that's, that's great. And uh, what we'll do for you guys who are listening is we'll, um, I'll drop a few links in our description for uh, uh, a quick access to one of those uh, personality or, or gifts tests so that you guys can uh, find that quickly through our um, through our podcast here. Um, well, that's all really, I mean, that's that's so great. I, I really appreciate the um, you uh, talking about that um, and just that overcoming that was that was one of the hardest things and I'm still working on it, getting over my my shyness. And even though my my Myers-Briggs, it's like right in the middle of introvert, extrovert, I have such a hard time speaking <laughs> to especially to groups of people. Um, and uh, yeah, so. Um, so what do you, so you're, you're a coach day to day, um, and is Pacific University a Christian college or is no. it? Not? Okay. Um, is, how do you, how do you balance that with, um, or I guess, cause I know from some of the, the teacher friends that I have here in the States, as far as, um, what you're allowed to, to say and what you're not allowed to say when it comes to your faith and, it, it, where most of the time, at least from what I've heard, is that a, a student has to come to you and ask Correct. Um, in order for you to yeah. speak about it. So, 
So how, um, it, how do you show that for maybe for some of our older listeners who might be coaches or maybe have people in their lives who are coaches that they can kind of um, uh, minister to about uh, the way in which you're able to maybe speak life? And just, oh, Excuse me. No, it's okay. Um, well, I became a Christian because of friendship with evangelism which okay. is basically um, someone befriended me, took me under their wing, mentored me, and uh, because of that, I became a Christian. Um, I had grown up in a Christian home, but never really embraced, uh, you know, I, I could do the lingo, lingo and all that kind of sure. stuff, but I never really um, accepted Christ until you know, these people took me under their wing. And so I very much believe in friendship evangelism. I'm not, I'm not uh, a person that can go and just, start talking to someone about Jesus. I'm sure. just not that way. Okay. Um, and so for me, uh, being a Christian is a lifestyle. So how do you live your life? So uh, what? Are, there's some quote that's like, um, show people God without speaking or something like that. Okay, yeah. So, so basically mm-hmm. your lifestyle reflects your belief in God. And okay. so how I coach, I don't swear, I don't, right. you know, I don't put my kids down, I mm-hmm. don't, you know, I'm constantly trying to build them up, I'm constantly telling them they did a good job, yeah. or if there's something we need to fix, I will say, okay, this is the problem, this is the solution, how, okay. do, we, how do we get from here to here? Yeah. Um, so how we, how we coach um, will determine what they see, okay. in a sense. Um, yes, there's coaches that aren't Christians that can show good coaching, sure. um, but I've had people ask me, you know, um, kids, I've coached for 20 years, so mm-hmm. I have kids that are now married with kids and, and things like that, and so I've had them come back and say, you were such a great coach, why do you coach? And mm-hmm. I can say, I coach because my God loves me, and, mm-hmm. and God showed me through sport Mm-hmm. how I'm accepted through him and how I uh, have a purpose in life and how I have value mm-hmm. um, through this. And so I, that's what I try to teach. And that's okay. tr- what I try as a, on a daily basis to show as a coach. Okay. And so um, I do have kids that will ask me, um, you know, why are you different? Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't make any kind of um, fluff about going to church or, sure. you know, uh, doing missions, or if they ask me what I'm doing this weekend, oh, I'm going to church. Yeah. You know, so there's things you can say that aren't like in your face, sure. but will let them know that yeah. this is your life. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's really uh, that's that's some really good advice. And then uh, it also kind of brings up and in, in, in the um, position that I'm in here at OC that we're we're constantly getting together with other. Um, mobilizers in, in our region and one of the big questions that always gets brought up and I think with I think the age group that you're that uh, that you coach around that college age is the beginning of like Gen Z now where it's not uh, that's that seems to always be a very interesting question to me is like how do we minister to uh, to people in in the next generation after well after millennials we have a lot of other older mobilizers that are also like well how do we minister to millennials but um, yeah, I mean, is there, it, would you say that probably that friendship evangelism is probably the, the best way to reach young people just in general or? Yes. Um, okay. um, a couple of things I or do is when I coach is like, there are times where cell phones go away. Okay. 
and you have to actually speak to each other. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of team building stuff okay. uh, because I believe that uh, your team needs to be a family okay. in order to succeed. Sure. So we do a lot of team building things. We um, do get rid of the cell phones. We do things like um, team dinners. So we'll have like parents sign up for different nights, usually uh, the night before a game. And we'll, we'll all get together and have a team dinner and the phones go away and we'll talk okay. about something. That, yeah. You know, um, it doesn't always happen that way, but sure. it, building building the family and building the structure for them mm-hmm. helps them see that there's something outside themselves. And that has been very effective. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Good to um, be able to kind of <laughs> get some different perspective on, uh, on how to... Uh, how to minister to young people. Um, I think that's really, that's really great. Um, Yeah. And I think sports itself is a way of reaching them. It doesn't matter what generation you are. That's true. People love sports Yeah, and and they don't all love the same sport. So any coach, any teacher, anybody that's like in quote unquote authority has the, the chance to influence those kids because Mm -hmm. those kids are with you an hour or eight hours, depending on what your job is. And so how you interact with those kids Mm. impacts them tremendously. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. Um, so I wanted to move then forward to, um, you were talking about how you've done a few, um, or I say a few 20 years worth of, uh, mission, (laughs) missional work. Um, some of those being trips to Africa. Um, how do you feel about like in, in today's, uh, um, uh, Christian world, there seems to be, and, and as the short-term missions director here at OC, I, I hear a lot about it, is the, the question of effectiveness of short-term ministry, um, especially internationally. Um, what what are your thoughts on that? Like with the, the trips that you've done, do you feel that, that they were impactful? Do you feel that there was something that sets short-term apart from long-term, or is it um, a combination of both? What, what do you think? Um. I sometimes am on the fence for that. Um, okay. I've probably led about 20 to 30 short-term missions trips. Okay. Um, so I've seen both sides of it. Okay. Um, for those that are saying it's a waste of money, it can be. Um, it kind of depends on what people are wanting to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're going to um, help the little people, they're not going to get as much out of it. Sure. If they're going to see what God has for them mm-hmm. and how those people can impact their lives, yeah. they're going to get so much out of it. Yeah. Because a lot of those people who have that attitude come home and they've found some kind of calling. Mm-hmm. And so they're once they get home, they're doing something. I mean, they have like... Like, God has expanded their horizons by mm. millions of percentages, yeah. you know. Their their mind, their eyes, their spiritual walk is wide open, yeah. and God has room to work. Mm. And so um, I think, you know, it's probably 50-50 as far as how people react to, okay. you know, because there's those people that get there, and they're like, I hate this. I am yeah. never, right. <laughs> never coming never, back. Never going overseas yeah. again, you know, oh, and, and yeah. they don't see what God has in store for them. So, mm-hmm. um, but then there's those that are like, I'm just going to stay home and I'm going to send you the money. Right. Okay. Th- th- yeah. That's your ministry. Right. And, and God will use that. And mm-hmm. so um, it, it can be good and bad. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like anything. And yeah. long-term missions can be good and bad. Of course. You know, yeah. and, and one of the things that we tried in on any mission strip that I do, I try to help them figure out a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do medical work, what are you going to leave there that will be long-term, mm-hmm. that will help people long-term? Not right. just the two or three weeks that you're there, yeah. but what, what impact can you have so that if you go back next year, they... It's sustainable Sustainable. somehow. And so um, I don't really like to go and just do three weeks or two weeks. Mm -hmm. I want something that will be impactful for the kingdom continuously. So whether we partner with teachers or VBS people there or doctors there um, that can keep the work going somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've had, I've had lots of that kind of thing. And then people come back and they sustain that. And so some of those ministries have been going on for 20 years. They're still going, you know, and they're still impacting kingdoms. And so, um, or the kingdom, I should say. Um, uh, (laughs) So, you know, those are, that's my passion is to make sure that when we leave, wherever we're there, wherever we go, that we're having a lasting impact, not a two or three week impact, mm-hmm. both on those people that went and those people that we leave we leave behind. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so true. And yeah, I mean that's that's definitely the 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 side of the coin that I I think that I fall on as well is just that it can be good or bad, and that there's there's so many. Uh, different variables that you can't even really just say like short term as a whole is gonna you know is is not good or is not impactful that and and I think that we understate definitely the the um, the impact that it has on the people who go that we think that it's I mean that yes it's it sounds better to say that missions is all about the people we go to serve but I think that whenever especially as young people I mean for for myself it was going to Guatemala and seeing a whole different culture, a whole different uh, style of living that um, at first made me frustrated that uh, I live in this society where we have everything and they're still raking fields with like these handmade hoes and stuff like that. And you're just like, what? Like, and it, it, and it frustrates young people to the point where they have to step back and think about it, I think. And and I'm, I know that's the case with quite a few different third world countries as well. Um, but coming home and realizing even even for myself, at least just realizing that that I should be more grateful for my surroundings, not try to move myself back to a primitive living style here in the U.S., yes. but saying that, that I'm that I'm going to, to, to take what I've seen and say, I'm thankful that I can hop in my car in the morning and drive to work instead of walk. And I'm thankful that I can turn on a faucet and have clean water. Right, and, um, so. and our job isn't to fix that. Right, you know that mm-hmm. within their framework, that's how they live. Yeah, and and frankly, they're much happier than we are. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, so much less distractions. So, so much less yeah, distractions. Right, right. You know, so oh, so you know, in one sense, it's like I wish I could go back to living <laughs> right. like that. And on the other hand, it's like, oh no, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've seen too much. We've yes. seen too much. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> trying to think here. Um, well, with that, uh, let's see. Can you um, explain to us what maybe somebody who's considering a sports trip to Africa or really anywhere in uh, in the world, but let's say specifically Africa, since that um, is your experience, what um, what would be the first step that you would encourage those people to those people to do? Do they 
find an agency to partner with? You have, uh, do you try to partner with your local church? What's, what's kind of your thought with, um, with that? Or is there a thought? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, there are tons of organizations that do sports ministry now. Um, mm -hmm. uh, local church, there are a few local churches in different areas that are doing sports ministry. Okay. Um, obviously, um, Sports Ambassadors is a great right. place to, to call. Um, um, there's there's a few organizations that actually do sports ministry. So yeah. uh, it, it's one of those things you can search on the internet and just make okay. sure you vet them. Sure, <laughs> so, yes, of course. Um, don't send just don't just go to any <laughs> random place, but uh, sure. you know, make sure that they have a, a history of doing sports ministry because it's it's totally different kind of ministry than, you mm. know, just like medical is totally different. Um, sure. You don't want to go with a group that's never done a sports ministry group. Um, mm -hmm. But there's there's a large number that have done good good programs. Okay, so. yeah. No, that's that's good. Um, and we'll, we'll leave a little list here. We'll leave a link that uh, there's there's a list uh, that um, not just OC, it's not just OC organizations, but um, of some uh, some of the the OC top picks, if you will, for um, some different, uh, there's Sports Ambassadors, which is one that, that we mentioned that is uh, out of our building here in Colorado Springs, but there's also um, several others that we can that we can link in as well. Um, yeah. If they if they already know that's what they want to do, yeah. um, I would, uh, they can, uh, I think we can leave them a link to call me. Yeah, um, yeah. But there's a, a three-month program in South Africa called the International Sports Leadership School, which okay. I went through, um, that does three months intensive sports ministry training. Uh, okay. It's the one of the best that I've I've ever seen okay. and then it uh, like my class had people from 47 different nations so wow. you learn to you actually live there and you room with people from different nations so you learn how to get along and you learn mm -hmm. how to uh, circumvent culture and uh, learn everything there is to know about sports ministry okay. so there's programs like that that are very very impactful if they already know that they want sure. to do sports ministry yeah okay yeah no that's that's great and we will yeah we'll leave uh, some contact information for tweet too like an email and maybe a maybe a phone number we'll um, we'll see about that and then um, I think the last question that I have for you is what's what's next for you um, what uh, what does the what does it look like the future holds? Obviously it can look different for, uh, I mean, there's so many paths that we can take, right? But um, is it is it continuing to do these short-term things? Or are you looking to do something long-term or? Um, no, yeah, I'm, I, I'm pretty entrenched in my community. Okay. It's, uh, I live out in Yamhill Carlton in uh, Oregon, which is okay. outside Portland. Okay. Um, and it's a little um, wine country area. Ah, okay. So, um, I'm pretty entrenched there. Um, so I will probably continue to do the short-term missions and uh, continue to uh, try to train coaches and, and do what I can. But I'm not exactly sure what the future looks like. I'm <laughs> sure. kind of at one of those crossroads where I'm like, okay, Lord, where sure. right or left? Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, yeah. so I don't know yet. So we'll see what God has, and if some viewer has, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. some words of wisdom, I love them. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's great, and so. That's gonna that's gonna wrap up this episode and this interview with Tweet. Thank you so much for uh, coming by and uh, and talking. I know that Jeff kind of just told you this morning, like, hey, you're gonna talk for a half an hour, and that's that's how we work here at OC sometimes. It's just it's on a whim, but uh, we made it work, and I think you had some really uh, great wisdom. Um, 
as always, I think that I can speak for myself and, and our viewership, especially us here at OC, that we'll be praying for you and the, the continuing ministry that, that God is doing through you in, in sports and, um, and in your community. I think that's uh, just, that's really awesome. And I think it's a great example to, um, to show to any, any age group and any of our viewers that, uh, that really being a part of your community and um, being able to do whatever you can, that's only a, you know, only a, a month, you know, out of the year that you're able to go and do maybe a short term that, um, or even if it's in your community, like you were talking about earlier, that those are all really important things to the, um, uh, to the kingdom and to the gospel and spreading the word um, throughout uh, the nation. So um, again, thank you so much for being here. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope to see you guys next week. And until then, um, if you would join us in prayer for, for Tweet, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.